Welcome to decaf, appropriately named today. Mark, are you drinking coffee? Yeah, drink coffee. Hey, I, I haven't done an energy drink in like four days. None at all. Well, I haven't drank coffee before noon all week this week. I've been trying to get it back on the celery juice thing. Which oh, I know God. It really is bad. And I'm where do you get energy from? I, I just have to like find it somewhere within. <laughs> Why coffee is good for you, isn't it? Why coffee, you coffee is good. I it celery juice is really good for your skin and stuff on an empty stomach, and so I'm trying to do it, but it takes me so long to get through one cup because I hate it so much that I just have to put off my coffee. And I know you're saying if you hate it so much, why are you doing it? But it is what it That's is. That's a good incentive, though. It's like I, I would finish that as quickly as I can to get coffee. Be like, okay, I need to. I need. I don't care how gross this is to, for me to get my coffee. Oh, look at that! Oh my god. <laughs> That was like a, that was like a power set, but even yeah, still, man. Yeah. Somebody, should, somebody should have to ice you with the, uh, with the celery, <laughs> with the celery juice. juice. That would be the worst form of torture, <laughs> even worse than actually getting iced. Oh gosh. Don't take me back to college. Um, so happy national school choice week to you, Mark. Thank you. <laughs> Aren't you going to wish me a happy national school choice no, week? No, I don't think you deserve it. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm not sure why it's, it's hilarious when two, uh, childless adults wish each other happy school choice <laughs> Honestly, you're right. Um, we had a great event for our young professionals last night with Jonathan Butcher from the Heritage Foundation. He talked about a lot of great stuff. If you're watching this and you're interested in that, let me know. I can send you the recording. But really, I think that this year, National School Choice Week is more in the spotlight than ever before because of what parents have been through this year with their kids' education and needing options that aren't hey, sit your kid behind a computer all day long and, and force them to learn. And so I think uh, we've talked about this before, but school choice is really in the limelight now more than ever, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, we, we talked about this a decent amount of times, but I think it's important to always remember too, this is like, we believe in school choice wholeheartedly, but it's not a it's not a conservative libertarian principle. It's like everyone should believe this. And a lot of people do. I mean, when you look at the I think the African-American community, it's like 80% approval for school choice. And, and obviously, if you looked at any election, I mean, they vote 85, 90% for Democrats. So it's not a, uh, it really is just about basic fairness and that the government not having a monopoly over education and allowing kids to learn. We already spend this money on, on education. Why not give these kids the best opportunity to succeed possible and, and instead of having bureaucrats stand in the way of it? I know what I thought was interesting is every year Governor Lee issues a proclamation for National School Choice Week and this year when it was posted on Facebook so many people got mad they thought it was I guess they thought it was like an executive order or something like that for National School Choice Week but it's just a proclamation but it does beg the question why do so many people get mad about school choice like this seems like something that if unless you've been fed information that it's going to hurt this or it's going to do that it really doesn't hurt anyone. It's only a good thing, but people get mad, I guess, because they've been told it's bad, but it's, it's really not. We've set the record straight so many times. I don't know what more we can do. I, I think that the people, and I, I don't mean this in a, in a rude way, but the people who are really most against it are kind of the, um, the limousine liberals, the white, uh, rich, white who think that, oh, we need to support unions. We need to support school teachers. And they don't think, and, and they already send their kids to private school. So they, they just don't have any skin in the game. And they think, oh no, we need to support our unions and, and don't look at any of the facts. And I feel like it's the people who seem to support uh, or, or, or against school choice the most are people without any skin in the game because it doesn't affect them. And it's a lot easier to do that. Or people like, oh yeah, my kid goes to the greatest public school in the, in the world because I have a, a $2 million house in Green Hills. Like, great. But that doesn't, that, that doesn't change the, the situation of people who are in areas that you've never been to and have never gone to. And it's, I think it's a lot of people thinking they're doing the right thing, but just they're not. And, and they're trying and they're really picking, 
um, union members and unions over children. And that's, uh, to me, that's not great, but whatever, they can do what they choose to, uh, but support continues to rise for school employees nationwide. Yeah, and it's really exciting. And so this is the week that we celebrate that. So for any school choice resources you need, let me know. I can, if we don't have it, I can connect you with it. Um, I think that this is going to be, the future of school choice is bright for Tennessee. Um, Mark, you said something that I like that I'd never heard before, limousine liberals. Oh, yeah. I've never heard that term before, but let's talk about limousine liberals in light of what's going on with Reddit and the stock market right now. <laughs> yeah. I, okay, so I will say that only in the last year, because one of my friends introduced me, really, my dad always put a lot of emphasis on the stock market, but I never really got into trading on my own, and then one of my friends got a hold of my phone, he downloaded all the apps for me, he sent me referral codes so I could get free stocks, and I've been really playing and dabbling in the stock market just on the apps, Webull, Stash, Robinhood, Acorns, things like that, just aside from my retirement account, but just to kind of play with it and get used to it. This, the last two days have taught me more about the stock market than I could have ever learned from reading the journal or reading books or anything. Mark, if you know what's going on well enough to explain it, I'll let you. I actually probably think I could explain it because I've looked at it so much, but basically Reddit has taken over the financial sector. And explain what Reddit is. So Reddit is kind of, for people who don't know, Reddit's kind of like a it's a form. It's a lot of, it's weird. It's kind of a lot of like MAGA people, but also like Bernie Sanders people. It's a lot of like, those, yeah, yeah. Those kind of bros and they, they use not great language and it's just kind of people that like basically the definition of trolls is kind of what Reddit is. And uh, I love Reddit. I look at like, I'm not a troll, but I love to look at Reddit. I've never posted anything, but too. I love scrolling Reddit and there's a lot of weird information you can't find. Like, I remember when I looked up 90 Day Fiance stuff, there's all this, like, information about where they are now. It's kind of like a lot of internet sleuths. And, like, it's it's interesting. I, I don't post there, but it's an interesting form. Yes. So a Reddit user noticed that one of the big hedge funds bought up a bunch of – or took up a bunch of shorted stocks from GameStop a few, a few days ago. And so they, this one Reddit user went on this massive campaign to get all of these other Reddit users to buy up GameStop stocks so that this hedge fund manager couldn't short the stock. So he couldn't give them back at, at a lower price. And so um, as a result, this hedge fund lost billions of dollars and has had to declare bankruptcy. And now all of these Reddit users are saying, hmm, if we could do this to one hedge fund, why can't we do it to a bunch of others? And so then they were saying that AMC was going to be the next target. And what were you saying? The naked juices were going to be the next naked target. Naked juice. Yeah, yeah. All Blackberry. These, yeah, there's a lot of those that are on. Yes. There. All of these, all of these, you know, stocks that are being bought up by hedge fund managers so they could short the stocks are are being bought up by Reddit users. And so and, and like I, I'm not a genius at, at this and I try to just figure out, but when, when we say shorting stocks, what that means is you're basically buying. So like you're actually buying a stock and saying it's going to go down so that when it goes down, you basically buy the stock at a lower share at a lower price and you make the money in the middle. So essentially people are saying that they think these stocks are terrible and they're going to go down. And that's the whole point of that. And when they go up, what happens is, and when all these people bought it, the stocks went up and they were basically forced to sell these because, and, and, which makes it go up even higher because essentially they're saying, and they have to buy it at a higher price. So it's this weird phenomenon where you, you, but by them like selling their stocks, it actually goes up even higher, which is why, I mean, I think that GameStop went from $4, like $350. Yeah, you're borrowing stocks at a lower price. And so when you have to sell them, 
you, you either, you either make a profit or you lose a profit. And, and so it's really interesting that the Reddit community has, has really gone after these hedge fund managers and in, in return, Robinhood, which is, I'll add Robinhood steal from the rich, give to the needy has stopped trading on all of these volatile stocks. Like, oh my gosh, literally right now, just got a notification from Wall Street Journal. GameStop and AMC shares tumbled more than 40% as some brokers imposed trading limits. It's honestly unbelievable as the people we the people start taking back the financial sector from big Wall Street and hedge fund managers or whatever people are rallying against. All of the apps and services that are helping, they're supposed to help people invest are stopping it and protecting their own, it seems like. It's absolutely wild. And, and I want to be clear, this is not the same as having a 401k. It, when no. you have individual stocks and you sure that, I mean, you are gambling. I mean, that is a gamble. That is like me betting. So this gamble, and, and they, they've kind of done it for years without any kind of pushback because it's work, but like this gamble didn't pay off. And to me, there's two things I want to say. Whether or not you agree with this or not, I think it's kind of funny, but whatever. Whether or not you agree with it, it's not really relevant because they should not regulate that. If you think that, and this is, would be another example of how regulation would only help rich people and, and hurt poor people. And that's what almost every regulation does. But the second thing is, when people are saying, oh, you shouldn't have taken their stocks off there. And I don't know, I don't know the legality, but they're like, oh, it might be illegal for Robinhood to trade the stocks and all these things. Um, if you were fine with Donald Trump getting thrown off Twitter, then I don't think you can, you can argue about that because again, it would be a private industry. And I don't know the legality of it, but you can't say that, oh, this was fine. I'm not worried about this, but oh no, they're not letting me buy this stock. And they're, they're using a private thing to not sell a stock. I mean, it, it's kind of, and I don't agree with it. I didn't agree with either of them, but it's, it's just an interesting an interesting conundrum. And I think it is kind of funny because it's something that a lot of people like you forget that like they've learned about stocks and me where I didn't really know that much before I, I invested in one individual stock DraftKings, but otherwise I just have a 401k, but I understand so much more about it now, just in these last two days, like you said, than I ever have before. Yeah. I, I think it's interesting. I read a, a post on Facebook that was talking about how the GameStop, um, the GameStop phenomenon has caused all these hedge fund managers to say, wait, it should be illegal for people to band together and raise the price of these stocks. And it's like, what should be illegal is stopping trading on something just because it all of a sudden becomes popular because people have taken over like that. It's, it's wild what people's perception of what's right and wrong should be. Whereas you've got thousands of people trying to buy up stocks just to see what's going to happen in the market. And, and then the people who are getting hurt are saying this should be illegal just because and, you're- And why is it okay for Jim Cramer or whoever to go and pump stops on TV, you know, and CBC <laughs> to a national audience and pump stocks or say it's stock, and that's fine. But when people do it on Reddit together, people who are not professionals, that's somehow not okay. I mean, the double standard is shocking. I mean, I, I guess if I, if I lost a bunch of money, I'd be very frustrated too, but it doesn't, it, but, but stop doing that then. If you feel like it's too much of a gamble, if, if I lose a bunch of bets in a row, I'm going to stop gambling for a little while. So like they should do the same thing. And, and I know it's, it's tough, but it's legal. And, not, and it seems like everything I've read about the legality of it's like, it is completely legal. There's nothing they can do about it. And I'm not sure if these, if these places taking their stocks off are legal or not, but I know that what's going on is completely legal. It seems like. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, I, I saw another tweet that said the problem isn't the free market. The problem is that we don't have a free market. And it, and it makes a lot of sense now that we're seeing all these regulatory forces from these private industries coming into 
coming into the marketplace and saying, we're going to limit the free market because we don't like what's happening. That is a problem. (laughs) That's a huge problem. So I'm curious. We'll probably honestly do another segment on this next week. Yeah, I I want to see what happens next week. And I'll I'll be, I did invest a little bit in, um, in a couple of the small stocks. So hopefully maybe his way off uh, between now and then in BlackBerry. Well, I invested in AMC. And then when I woke up this morning and saw that they had frozen trading on AMC, I was furious because even though I only put a little bit of money in, it tanked. So um, I'm, I'm fully mentally and emotionally invested in this, even though I'm only a little bit financially invested. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's 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 so interesting. Yeah, it's nice to have a little skin in the game just to see what happens. It's like we're we're putting in what we can afford to lose. Just I just am interested to see and, and what the government chooses to do. And and it's the first test for I mean uh, Biden's new uh, Secretary of the Treasury Jan- Janet Yellen is going to have a real issue because she's going to have a lot of the big donors from Joe Biden limousine liberals, as we might say, saying this has got to stop. So I know, and well, it'll be interesting to see how the government intervenes. I just I just think it's I was actually thinking about this a few minutes ago. You know, when we when we had the original documents that founded America, we the people was how everything started off. We the people. But now you've got the government against the people. And it's it's really sad to see how we've devolved to this state in in the last hundred couple hundred years. Well, yeah, the government plus big business. What what was interesting is uh, and we have a, an overcaffeinated coming up the same day or tomorrow yes. um, with Scott Kilmer, who's this 4 million YouTube followers. He's incredible. And we were asking about Joe Biden. He said, well, I mean, he's just a, a corporate chill. That's all he is. So it's not even like, it's not, say what you want about Bernie Sanders, but he's not a corporate chill. Right. Uh, he might be wrong about literally everything, but he's not, but it's like, it was just interesting to hear somebody in the middle. It's like, oh yeah, he's a corporate chill. He's like, this is what they are. It's the government working together with big business to, to hurt small business, to hurt normal everyday people. And it doesn't, and it's not a party affiliation thing. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I, I actually retweeted Rashida Talib today because I actually agreed with Rashida Talib on her saying that manipulating stocks was wrong. And I was like, what am I, what am I doing agreeing with like a socialist? She's been right twice in the last week. I retweeted something about how she said that we don't need more like after the the Capitol um whatever riot protest that, that we shouldn't do another bill that because it's gonna hurt more people and it's gonna help if we do like a basically another a bill calling domestic terrorists and all this stuff. So like she's been right twice in the past week, which is more than she has been maybe her whole life, which is impressive. What's happening to us? Is it no, something I know what's happening to, to, what's happening to society? <laughs> I know this is some Mr. Robot. Like, I don't know if you've watched Mr. Robot yet, but I, this is, this is some crazy Mr. Robot stuff going on here. So yeah, we'll follow up next week and, and see what, what's happening. One more thing. If you're on Instagram, the memes have been excellent. The memes yes. about this, I, I can't, two of them, two of the funniest things I've ever seen were on there. I can't say them because they're not super appropriate, but the, the idea is that like the people on Reddit have very inappropriate names, like really childish, inappropriate names. And it's like the top five richest people, Bill Gates, uh, whatever, Elon Musk, and it's got these hilarious screen names that are on there after, after this whole, after this whole thing. I know people, people are making uh, good investment decisions and it's not the people that you would normally pay to make your good investment decisions. That's um, right. So I'm going to let Mark really have his time mm-hmm. in the spotlight because his team, we always talk about sports. We actually joke with Justin sometimes that we're going to ditch the politics and me and Mark are going to do a sports blog where we drink <laughs> beer and talk about sports on our podcast. But instead, we're going to drink green juice and coffee and let Mark talk about exclusively the jazz. So Mark, it's your time. It won't be exclusively, but this is, this is a bit, we always talk about football and all the things that matter here, but like, this is a huge day for me. Um, the Jazz are in first place in the whole NBA. Uh, since I've been a fan, this has never happened. I think the last time they were in first place in the NBA was 1996. 
Um, so this is a huge deal. And again, we were expected to be maybe the sixth or seventh best team in our own conference, probably the 12th to 15th best team in the league. So it's a huge deal. It's been so exciting. Uh, we're beating good teams and we look great. And it's just, I don't know. I mean, for all the bad things that have happened, it, 2021 has been off to the greatest start ever. I mean, for, for me, for the jazz and everything going on. And, and obviously I got engaged as playing the coolest honeymoon. Um, but it is just, uh, I am so excited about this team. And it, it just, I mean, we're still big underdogs to win the championship, but just being in first place is such a big deal. And I'm so excited about it. So that's yeah, you've, you've really stolen my 2021 mojo. I came into 2021 with a broken foot Everything is going wrong for me, but you got engaged, planned a wedding, and your team is number one. And Alabama won a national championship. Let's Alabama won. Okay. Come on. Okay. All right. You have always looking at the downside. All right. So, talk. Speaking of football, what do you think is going to happen in the Super Bowl? Because I don't really care. I think it's interesting that Tom Brady, that Patrick Mahomes was in kindergarten when Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl. I saw a tweet the other day that had Yoda and baby Yoda, and it was Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I thought it was really funny. I don't really care what happens. I don't have skin in the game on this, but just for the sake of liking a younger, newer generation, I'm going to have to go for the Chiefs. Yeah, it's funny. We talked to Scotty Kilmer again. You'll see that. But he, he talked about how he thought the Super Bowl was rigged. Um, so by, uh, yeah, he, he's like, I think it's rigged. I mean, I don't agree with it, but he brought, he's a Bills fan. He brought up these examples. So he's like, by that logic, you'd expect Tampa Bay to win because of Tom Brady. Um, mm-hmm. I agree with you. I, I think the Chiefs are the better team. Um, it's also a home game for Tampa Bay because they have the Super Bowl in Tampa, which is insane. Yeah. But I think the Chiefs are just too good for them. I don't, I mean, Brady threw three picks last week. He didn't play great. He just, he got bailed out by the Tampa defense. Um, so good. I, I used to be somewhat close. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 28, uh, 28, 17, Kansas city. Wow. Okay. So when I'm making my bets, cause you know, I'm a sports better now. I'll remember that. As a fun, do you draft teams? Yes. Okay. So they have a fun little promo. So whatever you bet on the, on the Super Bowl, you get a 55% bonus on it. It can any bet. So you just need to click. So I actually took the chiefs. The spread is the chiefs are favored by three. I took alternate spread of the chiefs favored by six and a half. And then I, and then I got 55% more on that. So oh, wow. I'll do that, but yeah, you should definitely do it because I'm the 55% bonus. There's always really great sports book bonuses on the Super Bowl. So you get a lot of great things. Okay. Also, if the Jazz win the NBA championship, I win $7,500 <laughs> on like an $80 bet because they were such big. So, I mean, still unlikely, but I can cash out now for about 400, but I'm not going to. No, hold it. Hold it. Just wait. We're, we're going to send all of our good mojo to the jazz so that you are rich and can pay for that honeymoon. That's that right. Night. Exactly right. <laughs> you booked. I, I'm excited. I love the Super Bowl just because I love junk food and I love commercials and I do love football and I've never had an NBA team that I've ever, I mean, NBA, whoa, NFL team that I've really cared about. But now that I'm, now that I'm a better, now that I'm invested, we'll we'll see what happens. Is there any Alabama players on either team that are good and trying to think? Probably. I can't think right now. All, All I can remember is like the, the sweet baby angels that I followed like Jerry Judy and the, on the Denver Broncos. Yeah. I, I don't think any of the I don't think any of the position players are. Yeah, I don't think so. But Clyde Edwards Hilaire is a LSU is an SEC guy, so. Well, he's still LSU, so. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't count. And yep, Fournette too. A couple LSU guys. Uh, gross. For them. Yucky. I never want to hear the name Fournette again. Um, to close <laughs> this out, I actually have a a, a weird question that I've wanted to talk about for a long time, but I didn't know if Mark would indulge me. So our fun question of the day is when you get home at the end of the day, what is something very weird? It has to be weird, Mark. Something very weird that you do to decompress from the stress of the day. 
I guess it's it's a little bit different now because I don't leave the house. So it's like when I'm done working yeah. in the day. But so I, I have an answer. It's, you told me yours and it's certainly not as weird as yours. But and I do this twice throughout the day generally. But I, I really when, when I get stressed or when I just want to relax, I just take a shower. I take I take two, three showers a day. It's yeah. something that really it really relaxes me. It really makes me like calm down. And it doesn't make sense to people like, why do you take so many showers? My, my girlfriend Kira takes one shower every like three weeks, it seems like. And she's like, shut. I mean, that's an exaggeration, but. Don't say that about her. <laughs> much. Um, but yeah, it just, I, I don't know it. I don't even need to wash my hair. And it's like, I just need that. And like, I, I get out, I just feel relaxed and I feel like a new person. When something horrible happens to me or something like tragic happens, that's the only way for me to calm down is to go in the, in the shower. And then like, I get out, I'm like, I'm not good, but, but I feel much better. You're calm. It's way grosser. And I don't, I don't want to hear it, but you have to say it. Mine is really gross. So I love on Instagram, there's an account called Dr. Pimple Popper. And she's a dermatologist that specializes in like extractions. And at the end of the day, when I'm ready to go to sleep, I have my little, my glasses have a blue light prescription so I can watch it right before I go to sleep. And I just really enjoy watching some good old dermatology <laughs> right before I go to bed. You it's on weight class you're extracting. What you're talking about <laughs> is somebody just popping pimples and the gross stuff coming out, like the pus. And like, that's what you like. That's I don't what, want you to say it like that, though. Well, that's what it is. You can't make it classy. Like, that's not, I'm not going to let you, I'm not going to let you change history and make this classy. It's weird. <laughs> it's disgusting. I don't know what to really say. Okay, well, she has 4 million Instagram followers, so I'm not alone. There is definitely 4 million weird people in the US. I'm not saying that, but you're just among them. Oh my gosh, I'm like sweating. You're making it sound a lot worse yeah, I than I like, thought it I was. 25% of people think the moon landing was fake, so like you're in good company and weird. <laughs> you're making me sweat. I didn't really think it was that weird because so many people follow her. I mean, she has a TLC show. But like, what does she have a TLC show? Does all she do with pop pimples or like does she actually do other stuff? No, she like removes cysts and does like a lot of other really gross dermatology. That's also gross, but maybe less gross. I would like to see a poll on how many people think it's weird. So I think it'd be about 95.5. And the thing is, I'll give you credit. Like if I did like that, which thank God I don't because I'm, I'm a normal person, um, I would never admit it. I think it's so weird and gross, but you admitted it. So I, I appreciate the honesty. Um, I actually was was dating a guy once. this would be... This is what Taylor said to me. She was in her pajamas one day. Let's go. She's like, oh no, I have to get changed. And I'm like, well, you don't have to look that nice for this. She's like, oh, I do because I'm single. Guess what? Anybody listening, you're going to be single forever if you if they hear this interview. So you might want to delete this. I'm embarrassed. We have to end this now. Oh gosh, my mom's <laughs> going to be so disappointed. I'm never going to get married. <laughs> every every listener is going to be disappointed, but I'm the normal one. So if you want me just to come back with a solo show, if that makes more sense to you, just let me know. And we'll do that next week. I hate this. I quit. <laughs> Signing off maybe forever.